Okay, welcome to February. This is the new month. We're giving God praise and glory. Let me get off that because some of you are a little nervous. It's as a man thinks. Amen. Here's what you need to know. Wherever the attention goes, power flows. Wherever the attention goes, power flows. Pay attention to the seed you're sowing because the harvest is coming. Seed time and harvest are not two principles. They're one principle. Whatever a man sows, here comes the harvest. It's coming whether you like it or not. You might as well be sowing good seed. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he as a man thinks now I'm not talking about male or female I'm talking about the man the man is you all the ladies can say amen it's as everybody thinks so is he please give me the scripture that shows me as he thinks in where that's the scriptures Proverbs 23 verse 7 in his heart for as he thinketh in his heart so is he I saw the importance of this this week and I'm studying and developing this because we're gonna put the attention in the right place because wherever the attention goes power is gonna flow so in your mind you do understand that you have a conscious mind and you have a sub conscious mind the subconscious is the part of the mind of which one is not fully aware but which influences one's actions and feelings so it affects the way you feel the way you think so i could i could be preaching here this morning and you taking information but it's not in your sub your sub is speaking to you i don't like the color of his shirt today because the last time he had that shirt on, he never greeted me. That thing sunk into your sub. So when you see me, I, you hear, I'm, you, you, you're hearing me, but you're not listening. Because you're taking in information. But the real you is not what you're just thinking. It's in the subconscious of your mind. So it's, it's been spoken that a child, and studied, uh, even through the Jesuits, that you take a child and you develop him for the first seven years and we will show you exactly what that child's going to be like for the rest of his life because the child is not really processing things in a way it's just receiving come on to my leadership program i'll teach you more there we're busy putting some things together it's loads of fun but to understand your subconscious is what people need to understand because the real you is not what you're thinking on the on, in your head right now is the real you on the inside of you that is stopping you from moving forward or moving based upon whatever's inside of you so as a man thinks in his heart in his subconscious 
so is he so you can be thinking of a million rand i don't know why i thought about this but the picture came out this morning so you, you'll forgive me we got one toilet and we so many in the house three bedroom house and we're staying in coronationville and you've got to move when you get to that toilet you do your business and you get out on the door as you close the door there's a picture of a man sitting and thinking and the I, I don't know how it came up this week and inscribed on this thing was do not sit here and think about the ten thousand dollars I mean go sit somewhere else and what it means is that you can think about money your whole day but the real you inside of you will reject the figure because the real you is not just what you're thinking on as a thought the real you is on the inside of you whatever you were trained up in the first seven years of your life when you've missed it there you now have to go to a whole different kind of programming a good example is driving a car that's the reason why when you see the learner driver at the back of that car you just nicely go right past and you go i'm not gonna sit and wait for you to think hundred and seventy points it's like what are they doing they're moving from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind the ability to drive so that eventually now when you you laugh at them you say ah you know these learner drivers you were once a learner driver yourself and we moved it from there to the place of where you just drive now you got the music on and you SMSing and you do, doing your curlers in the hair uh, 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 you're in the car and and you, you're doing all your thing and you're going left on the potholes and doing your thing how did that come it dropped from one part of your mind into the sub of your mind do you understand why you are broke you're very quiet because you don't think it there you're not you you'll say amen here but the problem is that it hasn't sunk to a place of where you really believe it let me speak to the single ladies you say it with your mouth yes amen amen this is my year deep down inside of you you've developed a belief system in your sub that you're never getting married as a man thinks in his heart that's the reason why jesus said in the scriptures when you've gone and you have focused on a woman in such a way where that image and she's naked and you are having an affair with her you don't even have to see her and physically touch her you've sinned me looking at a beautiful woman and saying to my wife this woman is beautiful is different to me looking at her and lasting her after in my heart because that would be the real me now if I stay with that image I'll just end up sleeping with her because it's a part of you where you meditate where you go into a place 
where your life really begins to change and you begin to act it out. I know you're quiet because you are allowing this thing to go to your sub. I'm okay that you're not jumping up and down. When God deals with you, Romans chapter 10 verse 10, can you understand why many people don't get their breakthroughs healing in their bodies, living peacefully in their homes, not experiencing what God has got for them? It's not because they didn't come to church. It's that I preached and you didn't believe it. Why? Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart, we are not talking about a physical heart here. When you get born again, God doesn't give you a physical heart that pumps blood. What God is dealing with is the suburb of a man. The thinking of a man. That you would love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Not just mouth talk. But coming into a place of where you see things differently. You live differently. That's where God works because wherever the attention goes, power is going to flow. That's why I'm going to preach to you this morning and we're going to develop in the series and I'm going to teach you how to win in life because you were born to win. You are an overcomer. You were born and if you're coming to the word of God, I'm going to show you how you're going to break every boundary. You're going to break every limitation. You're not going to end up with your 10 rand anymore. You're going to learn how in your spirit you are never running out ever in your life. You're going to walk accident free, incident free. You're going to have more money than your month you're gonna always walk in a place of overflow because as a man thinks in his heart so is he for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so your faith is in two places if faith doesn't drop into the heart of a man, you can shoot words your whole life. It will be empty. It will be like blanks. Lots of noise, no power, no impact. So we've got to allow and take the time through the word of God to show you how it works. If you want to see real change in your life, Ezekiel 11 and 12, 19 says, when you get born again, what does God do? Then I will give them one heart and I'll put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. That's not a physical heart. That's a belief system in you that you can believe what God says about his word over your life. It's that place. It's where that man thinks. That's who he really is. So God removes any hardness of heart and so that even subconsciously in your dreams, some people dream a whole lot of things. Some of the stuff don't make sense. It's because you need to get saved. And more than that, you need to allow God to deal with your subconscious because your subconscious stores all kinds of things that happened to you in the past. So I say to you that there is a husband for you, that God's got a husband for you. But your experiences around men and even your father says no. God can send you the blessing. But because you have a poverty spirit, you don't believe it in your heart. You can reject every blessing that God has got for you. 
when you come into the kingdom of God, you must allow God to go to the very depths of not just your, you reading the word of God. That that thing drops into your subconscious. That you begin to believe that you are royalty. That you are who God says you are. Because you don't attract what you want. Come on somebody. You attract who you are. So God says he's going to sweep the floor this morning. And remove the, anything that is stony that is stopping you from believing. When the spirit of doubt, fear, and unbelief breaks from a place, all of a sudden, what I'm saying to you drops into your spirit. You wake up in the morning and you say, I don't know why, but I just believe God. And all things become possible to who? Those who believe. Your problem is not, not coming to church or coming to church or even giving. You don't really have a faith issue. You have a belief issue. I'm going to say it one more time. It became very quiet and it felt like what I said just went like, oops. Let me pick it up. You don't have a faith issue. You have an unbelief issue. It's not even you saying yes, yes, yes. The thing that I'm telling you doesn't, hasn't dropped yet into your spirit. So you can believe God for yourself. I'll give you scripture. I am in Luke chapter 6 and verse 43. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit. Nor does a bad tree bear bad fruit. So he's dealing with the roots and the issue. And he's dealing with what's manifesting on the tree. So please do not look at your bank account. Don't look at the lack of relationships. Don't look at anything externally. If you want real change, you've got to go to the root issue. It's in the sub of your life. Have a look. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart. A good man, when he does good, it's because it's come from his heart. I've seen wealthy people with money in their hands, but they do good for nobody. They've gotten money and wealth at whatever cost, bribed and lied and cheated and did whatever they were, I mean, worked hard, whatever it is, but they can never part with it. You don't give because you don't, because you don't have. You don't give because your heart doesn't, your belief system doesn't allow you to give. I've watched people, I mean, the Bible lets you know, even that woman that came with, came with two mites. The Lord says she's given up her everything. Because wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. It's what you believe about giving. It's what you believe about relationships. It's what you believe about yourself. It's what, the believe of, what you believe about where you can travel. It's what you believe about the favor of the Lord. It's what you believe about where you're going to end up. It's what you believe. Come on, somebody this morning, you've got to change your belief system. It's got to go from yes, amen on top here to drop into the part of where the real problem is. So that you give and that you produce good from a good heart. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man, even if I put a million rand in, a, in an evil man's heart, in his hands, 
an evil man. He's only going to go and start another Shabin, go and smoke it out, go and mess his life up. That's the reason why you must change your heart before God can put anything in your hand. So that your believing part of you, this part of you that, that feels God, that, that sees God, that wants to do what is right. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. When I listen to people, they say, yes, the Bible, they quote all the Bible. But when you listen to them under pressure, all kinds of things comes out. The real them comes out under pressure. Because it's not that you said an agreement, a mental assent with me. It's that deep down inside of you, you don't believe. Because the moment pressure comes, then you come up with all kinds of excuses. I can't do it because. It's hectic. Where does that come from? From the heart of the person. You really don't believe in the peace of God. You don't really believe that you can walk in victory. You don't believe that the anointing can break yokes. You don't believe that God loves you. That God's favor is working. You don't really have that belief with you and the Holy Spirit. Something's going to happen in this conference. I call it a conference and the series. That someone's life is going to change completely. And you're going to turn around and say, I am a believer. I am going to believe God. I'm going to take him at his word. Because God said so. I'm going to agree with his word. Even though my head says something different, my heart's going to believe. For what the heart man believes. Now look how deep he goes. He says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do the things which I say. Uh-oh. So you saying you saved. You are lifting your hands in worship. But when it comes to doing, we have a problem. Why do you... So he says to me, so he says in the scripture, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he's like. He goes into a different parable. Have a look at this. It's like a man building a house. Here we go. Who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it. For it was founded on the rock. But he who has heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation. And so against which the stream beat and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. He's speaking there about not the trouble that's coming. Not about the, both experience the rain, both experience the storm, both experience the trouble. The difference between the one man and the other is that the one had a foundation and the other didn't. Listen to what your apostle is saying. The place that nobody sees in you is your foundation. Like the thing that you're going to, and you're looking at the building, you don't see the foundation. But the building stands. It is the sub of the building. What you see are the walls around. The thing that you don't see is the sub. So you shouting amen in church and can quote scripture means nothing. Tell me about your sub. What's happening underneath your home? What's happening underneath your marriage? What's, what do you believe as a man? What do you believe as a woman? Is this too tight this morning? Loosen it a little bit with a clap at least or something. 
I'm trying to help you understand, son, that even though you got a great gift, if you don't believe that God will make room for you, you'll go and sell your gift to anybody. The same thing with the woman. If you don't believe that you are valuable in your foundation, you'll give yourself to any man and you'll mess your life up because deep down inside of you, you don't believe that God's got the very best for you. Preached outside for the first time in many, many months. Got called to preach at the conference, raising faith in leaders and so on. Had a glorious time. I'm watching people that want to sell their gift but they got no foundation. They don't believe in the value of their gift. I don't take my gift everywhere. And I'm not begging anybody to, 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 to come and invite me to your, to your table. I know my value. And it's not built in the world system. When I bring my gift, I get to say what I need to say. And if you don't like it, you don't clap your hands. I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm here to make sure that I deliver my value to the generation. I, my, my gift is not for sale. That's the reason why businessmen will compromise. Because of their foundation. That's why women will get involved in all kinds of crazy because she doesn't understand her foundation her belief system says it's not going to happen for me even though i prophesied over you because it never went down to the place where you really think you're not thinking right now you assimilate you're just taking in information the real you is either rejecting what i'm saying to you right now or accepting it i told you this is the year of his release how many believe that God can make you debt free? Then you have a car accident. Graham. And all kinds of negativity comes against you. And the devil brings the negativity to remind you. Don't you dare let go of this belief. You're going to be broke. Your children are going to be broke. You're never going to make money. You're never going to put a business together. He's giving you fresh information and a reminder of your past. What's he doing? He's putting his stamp again on another cycle because you're going to remain broke. But if I'm you, I'm so glad you came to a service this morning. You're going to break the limitation and say, this is my year. He built the sub in you. He never started with you. He started with your mother and your father. And he reinforces that sub. You must build your life on that foundation. Yet when Jesus comes, he kicks the foundation. And he shows you the new house and how to live. So anything around money, what you believe about money, what you believe about pastors, what you believe about churches, your past experience lets you know church is a waste of time. You know what they did to that one? And you see what the church there, and the pastors want your money. It's the most boring story, man. But the enemy uses it on your life, not you, the one behind you. It's how you see yourself, how you see your God, how you see the world. Your world is either being shaped by what the world thinks, or being framed by what God says. Whether you choose to live your life by design or by default, the choices you make in building your life will eventually build you.
What you build will eventually build you. So we're dealing with the limits of this man. Let's get into John chapter 2 and verse 1. Now, we're all being challenged to go to the next level. There's many things I'm, I'm challenging my own mind concerning finances and the buildings that must go up and the kind of impact we're going to make. I'm sitting down in this season, this February especially, and I'm redrawing the boundaries of what I believe. And if it's not in my frame, and I want it in my frame, I'm going to have to fight to enlarge that frame. Because you need to know that the devil, anytime you want to break out of your limitation, is going to send what we call yard dogs. You understand what it is? This is your limitation, and you want to break from that yard, he sends his yard dogs out to say you're never going to get out. And so... You're going to get married. Who do you think you are? You want to start a business? Who do you think you are? You're going to study? Who do you think you are? He puts all kinds of pressure. Why? Because he's going to the sub of your life to keep you contained. You try and tell a man that's gambled his whole life that he must tithe. That the only way you can get money in is if you work hard and you gamble. That's my life. Then God says, come work, use my system. I freaked out. I got sick for 18 months because how? When I come into the kingdom of God, these things are added. How? My subconscious, how I've been trained and developed from the home that I grew in and the poverty that we grew up in seven, my first seven years. That's all we knew. Not enough. Go and borrow from the neighbors. That's all we knew. I only knew how to borrow money. I could not stand in faith and trust God for a breakthrough. I could not even think about putting my, my business together and becoming fruitful. I could not think that I could ever add value. The only way I could make it, you must go to the race course. You must go in and, and go to the casinos. And when God says, come into my kingdom and trust me, let me show you, everything inside of me just flipped out. Just, I, I freaked out. Because my belief system, my, it's, I'm hearing what you're saying. These pastors are actually after your money. I'm not even taking in what you're saying because I don't believe. You're going to have to confess that before the Lord. You don't believe Him. Come on, be honest this morning with the Lord. When He says you must sow, when He tells you to get involved, when He says serve in the church, when He says get involved in the system, you tell you, you got all kinds of stuff going through your head and you're saying it with your mouth. Oh, I, I just feel like the Lord is calling me somewhere else. You lie. God never even spoke to you. Your sub has rejected people before they reject you. Be honest. You don't like submitting to nobody. You want to be in charge. We promise we put you in charge. There's a broom for both toilets. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Next verse. You're at the back. Good morning. We love you. Thank you. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. You've, we've come to our limits. We've come to our limits. Jesus said to a woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, whatever he says to you, to, to, to you, do it. Tell your neighbor, whatever God says for you to do, just do it. 
Because where you're going to, when you just do what God tells you to do, you break the limitations of your lifestyle. When you, when you do what the scripture lets you do, even though your mind and even your sub says it's never going to work. If you just follow and trust God and obey Him, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Because it is in my obedience that God says to me, go. So, say that. Go in that direction. Write this book. Develop that. I don't even have all the skill for it. But because I am willing and I become obedient, I begin to eat the good of the land. That's the only way you can enlarge your sub. It's the only way you can break from that tree in your, on, uh, of, in your life that is keeping you bound. It's in your obedience. Some of you are sitting in this church and you're thinking, Lord, you sent me here, but why? Thank you for your obedience. God will show you. Because what is God doing? He's breaking the, the foundation you've been living your life under. So he says, whatever he says, just, just do it. Now there were six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 and 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. And they said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the wine, the water that had been made, been made wine and did not know where it came from, the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man in the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have, have drunk well, well drunk, then the inferior. You've kept the good wine until now. This is the glory of God. When you come to the church, you need to come in here. The number six is very important in the scriptures. Six is the number for man. When you come into the house of God, the biggest problems I have in the house of God are the educated people. Because they walk in your fool to the brim. You can't pour anything in them. You can't pour the water of God's word to let it go from the conscious to the subconscious. You can't put anything in them because they know everything. They know how to run the church. It's based upon an education. There is nowhere in the Bible that this thing comes out of an education. This only comes because of the anointing. This only comes, the increase comes because of the word of God. And if you learn how to walk into the church empty and say, God, I take my degree and I put it aside. I need to hear what you've got to say. God can fill you with the water. It will go from your conscious mind, drop into your subconscious and that when you walk, your water will turn into wine. You'll be a blessing to the nations wherever you go. Somebody's got to shout amen. That's the reason why most people don't change. That's the reason why God can't give them anything. Because as that man thinks, so is he. Walks in here, has the answers. When I got saved, I thought, I'll do the church a favor. I got my education. Until God had to rip that thing out of me and told me your education and all your degrees and even all your experience is not going to work in here. you got to come empty. Say it one more time this year. Say you got to come empty. Say it this morning. Say you got to come empty. This is one year you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. 
it looks like nothing happening right now because I'm just pouring water. That's all I do. And I just keep pouring water. And there's days you don't understand. And there's days it doesn't make sense. And there's days I'm just standing there and it looks like nothing's happening in my life. And then the day comes where God, as you begin to walk in the streets, they say, my God, you're so different. What happened to you? Oh my goodness. Uh, you never, you couldn't run a business before, Ronaldo. All of a sudden, you're having to fly to Cape Town. Oh yeah, yeah, Aaron, you never finished your degree. But all of a sudden, you get the okay from Mnet and they want you on the boardroom tables. Now you have to fly across the globe. All of a sudden, they want you on the boardrooms in Chicago. All of a sudden, the blessing is flowing everywhere. The water turned into wine. That's why I have a problem with people that keep running to every conference. The pots don't run around. They just stand still and say, poet apostle, poet apostle, poet apostle, I was an addict and I never had a wife. I got no children, couldn't put two cents together. But pour it, apostle. Keep pouring the water, apostle. I don't know how to think straight. I have a terrible sleep every night. I don't even, I'm dealing with all kinds of demons. But pour it, apostle. Keep pouring the water of the word. Because something is happening. It's not just in my mind. It's going into my heart. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Come on, give Jesus some praise, man. I got to get into another scripture. Let me give you some more. Just say, poet, apostle, poet, amen. You all know the story with David. Have a look at this boy's life. David, King David, is a little shepherd boy. And he's not doing anything for the kingdom as yet. Yet God has found a man after his own. The king before him gets fired because I am king by title. But my heart is not for the kingdom of God. I'm not interested in the kingdom. I'm interested in my title. You got to be careful. Because you can disqualify yourself if this word doesn't drop and the kingdom in you doesn't change you. When God puts money in your hand or give you opportunities, you'll mess it up for the kingdom. You'll disobey God. Because it's the way the man thinks. That no matter, I know why certain people will never get money. Oh, stand, oh, just anoint me. God says, I refused him. Take salmon, he says, anoint this boy. I found a man after my own heart. You know the story with Jesse. Anoints, goes to his house, anoints him. Now, he's serving. It's an important thing. We're going to end. 1 Samuel 17 verse 26. So David is a servant. He's serving his father. He's taking care of the sheep. Really important this morning. David hasn't got a title. David's not impressing the outside world. God's got David dealing with his inner world. So when David is sent to go and serve his brothers with the cheese and the bread, he comes onto this battlefield. Goliath has been there for 40 days, swearing at the church, Israel, 
swearing at God's people and cursing them. And saying, you find me a champion. And if, that, if, if he kills me, we'll serve you. If I kill him, you're going to serve us. We'll enslave you. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this un... Listen to David's conversation. Eh? Listen to what's coming out of his mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Listen to what David is saying. He says, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from, from, from the church? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that, we should def- that ye should defy the armies of the living God? It's like, who the hell are you? You understand that we are in covenant with Almighty God. You understand that we belong to the Most High God. It's like... We cut covenant with God. We said yes to God. Who the hell is WHO? Who the hell are these people that think they can run the nation? Who the hell is Goliath in your nation? Where does that conversation come from? It's not in his head. It's coming from a different place. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Let's have a look at this. And the people answered him in this manner saying, So shall it be for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his older brother, heard when he spoke to the man, to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why do you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Look at not just the intimidation, but the belittling of David. He's attacking the very core of who David is he says you need to know that you are just a little boy and we are in this army and we've got titles up here and we went through university and we've got this doctorate and we've got this degree and we are the people who do you think you are David turns around and says he says, I know your pride and your insolence of your heart. This thing inside of you is full of pride. You're trying to impress people and trying to show off and think like, who do you think you are? For you've come down to see the battle. David turns around. Next verse, guys, work with me. And David said, what have I done now? I mean, I've developed inside of me a belief system that says we are here for a kingdom cause do you understand why I get to do what I get to do not because I'm educated not because I got it all together not because I speak right I know there are challenges around many things but my issue is never there it's the reason why more gifted people are not doing it even is because their image on the inside of them does not let them know that there is a cause when God takes you into the wilderness, when God keeps you by yourself, He is dealing with the inner you. He's dealing with your belief system. There's a reason why they are so gifted people, but all they want to go and do is hang out by the shops, hang out with their few friends to impress them. It's only because your identity is a pro- there's a problem with your identity. He, then He turned from them and, and to another and said the same thing. And these people answered Him as the first ones did. 
Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported him to Saul and he sent for him. This is really interesting conversation. Listen to the man's conscious and subconscious. Please pay attention. This man as he thinks. As David thinks. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail. The issue you're dealing with is in your heart. The tiredness, I'm not waiting anymore. I don't want to go anymore. Uh, I'm afraid. It's all lodged within, deeply inside of you because of your past experiences or whatever you're facing as a giant in the land. David says, tell everybody. Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are youth and, and, and he a man of war from his youth. Watch the conversation. David said to Saul, oh, this is powerful. Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the, out of the flock, I went out after it and I struck it. And delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and I struck it and I killed it. The thing that's in David's foundation, or as this man thinks. The root of David's belief system. Do you understand that when I release a prophetic word to you, and I tell you, and God has released many words over your life and told you that you're a pastor and told you that you're a millionaire and told you that you're going to make it this year and told you you're gonna, God, God's going to favor you. I, I, the word was released. It becomes like a little lamb that you go home with. When you're on your bed at night, the enemy comes after the prophetic word. If you do not fight your personal battles on your bed, the devil will steal the prophetic word of your life. David says, I struck it and I pulled it from his mouth. Don't you keep quiet when the devil told you, you're not going to make it. I am not talking about a Sunday morning. I'm talking about tonight when you hit your pillow in your private time. You better have something to say. You better shout back at that devil and say, No, you can't have my testimony. I will get married. I will live in the blessing. I will experience favor. This is my year. I'm going to live long and strong. You don't wait for Sunday morning. You've got to deal with it on your bed. David never heard. You don't hear about David's testimony publicly. Why? Because there is a fight going on privately. And if you don't win your private battle, you will never be able to win the public battle. David never slew Goliath just because he had a foundation that as a man thinks, so is he. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine out of the abundance of his heart, the mouth speaks. You, you cannot allow the devil to steal your testimony. How does he steal it? With his mouth. 
to take what God has promised over your life. Because that is where the real fight is. It's deep inside of you. God gave us word. Multi-millionaires will come out of this church this year. If you don't want, we're going to go. And we're going to build it. And we're going to receive it. Because Goliath's head is coming down this year. You're going to walk in victory. God has left your blessing in the middle of a mess. Can you deal with it, David? Can you get up from where you are and say, God, I know that this devil looks like he's shouting at me, but there's a church that has an anointing, that has their sub fixed. Your subconscious is saying, oh my God, your head might be saying one thing. Oh, Jesus. He's defied the armies of the living God. I've got to end. I'm looking at the time. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. Please hear me. Singles. That's your private battle by yourself. If you don't fix that private battle in your subconscious and don't let the enemy steal what God is planting there. You can have your destiny. Do you understand when the scripture says a double-minded man is unstable in all his his ways? It's the man that has got his conscious. Oh yeah, the word says, but his subconscious says, no, it's never going to happen. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Don't let him think he'll ever receive anything from the Lord. Do you understand when he had to go to Thomas? Thomas was the last to see Jesus. He says, Thomas, it's me. He says, how? He says, well, look. He says, oh, my Lord, my God. He says, Thomas, now that you've seen, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen yet. Yet deep down inside, there's their belief system. Do you understand the last people to get blessed are the unbelievers? I mean, they saved, but they don't believe. Because you become double-minded when one thing is going on in your mind and your subconscious something else is going on. Don't let that man think you will receive anything from the Lord. David is standing there. He says, this thing on the outside is settled on the inside. I'm saying this again. This thing on the outside is settled on the inside because I'm a man who thinks this way. Saul goes, Moab David said, the Lord who delivered me from the poor of the lion, you'll deliver. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. He doesn't know. He thinks he's dealing with a man on the outside and he's, he's not trained. He's, that man's a man of war. Do you really think that your muscles and your wisdom is going to win the battle for your here? Do you really think that your strength and your speed and your degree is going to get it to work up here. Come on, Neil. Don't try to hit me. Hit me. Because when you take a man's life and you align what's year and year is unstoppable.
I said he's unstoppable you can't stop that man because it went from here to here and he believes that he's in covenant with Jehovah and there's nothing going to stop us this year. I believe that there are people coming through this ministry this year that you believe like you believe that when you walk into a company because you are there the anointing shows up and that Goliath is going to bow in the name of Jesus. Now watch. Watch what the world wants to do. So Saul clothed David with his armor. And he put a bronze helmet on his head. And he also clothed him with a coat of mail. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him and saying, what shall, what shall be done? No, guys, where are we? Are we on the same scripture? No, he puts on the armor. Speak with me. Where are we? David fastened the sword to his, to his armor and tried to walk. And he had not tested them. Not tested them. Not tested them. Not tested them. And David said to Saul, I can't walk with this. I can't allow the world to put their idea on me. Because even though I see your armor, and even though you guys are bragging on your titles, the truth is deep down inside of me, I don't believe that your armor is going to work in this situation. I mean, not me. You showing me it doesn't work. Because if it worked for you, why weren't you killing Goliath? I mean, you're wearing all the armor, but deep down inside of you, you don't believe so. But when you come into the church of the living God, uh, and you come to Kingdom Life Embassy, all we're working on uh, is the pot. And we keep on pouring water. Because when you walk out, and you have to face Goliath, uh, you can tell that thing to bow. You don't need your, your degree. You don't need your, your certificate on the wall. You don't need to impress people. You need to know that I am anointed. This is 2023. I'm going to walk in victory this year. The favor of the Lord is upon me. I'm in covenant with Jehovah. My children are favored. This is my year. You got to hear me. When I confess the word of God, I'm not confessing it for you. I'm confessing it for me. I am telling me deep down inside, yes, son, you are son of a living God. You are favored of God. Someone's going to start to speak. You're not speaking out there. The first time the water is poured, it's not for the drinking of the people. It's for the pouring in me. I am the vessel. My subconscious is changing because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is the year of favor. This is the year you're going to travel. This is the year you're going to break free. This is the year. Everybody shout, this is my year. It wasn't for you. It was for me. Now, whether you believe me or not doesn't matter because there's no external behavior apart from an internal philosophy. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Don't get mad at me. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Come in empty. Let God pour. You want to see transformation in your own life? People are astounded. They called me up yesterday to preach. He says, this man and his wife. You know how they travel every single year? 
Yeah, man, they've been everywhere. They love traveling. I said, yeah, and we're going to go again this year. Now listen, that thing is deep inside of me. It's not a thought passing through my mind. Because when I say, uh, Paris, my wife's on the, on, on the, on the computer. Uh, where are we going to book? Where are we going to stay? Da, 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 da. She believes with all of her heart. So I told them yesterday, I said, you know, here's, here's what happened to me. This is where my start is. And that's why I love John chapter 2 because, and I love David because David was rejected. But because David spent time in the presence of God, he could write Psalm 23. He was alone with God. What was he doing? When you're reading the Psalms by yourself, when you're staying in the presence of God, what are you doing? You're not dealing for the world. You're dealing with your subconscious. You're making sure that everything inside of you is settled. That when you go out into the world, you're walking with strength and anointing and the power of God. So I was sharing with the church yesterday. I said, listen to me. I, uh, had a 19-year-old girlfriend that I pregnated. And I took them, took, and went to go and confess my son. I mean, you couldn't hide that one anymore. It's like, she's pregnant, told the mom and dad, Friday night. And the, the, the mom and dad said, well, the dad said, well, this is my daughter. You can't see her again until you're married. So the next day, crazy man, eh? Don't do what I do. I borrow a ring. I said, put on a dress. It was even some, I don't know what dress it was. I think I was there in Techies. Went to a commission of oaths. Got married two o'clock Saturday afternoon. Went back, said, whatever clothes you want to give her, give her. We're leaving now. It's my wife, not your daughter anymore. It's mine. I'm going. So I'm in Aldo's yesterday. So they understand Fun Valley. Because I had my reception. I invited everybody. And they paid for their own drinks. And we danced until early hours of the morning. I was at Fun Valley. And when the reception was done, I took my wife home. And nobody knew. <laughs> That's the cheapest wedding I ever attended. Jesus. All I got, my auntie gave me a red tablecloth. For a wedding gift that's all I had I then made a vow that I will fix it this year next month is this month oh it's next week it's 39 years 39 years 39 years 39 years 39 years 39 years <laughs> I'm in elders yesterday, so I tell them about this thing. I said, every year I promised my wife, because I missed your first honeymoon, I will take on a honeymoon every single year to make up for that one year. Guys, it's a heavy price to pay. Rather get your honeymoon right on your first. I'm happy. Then we know it's settled. She make me pay every year. So my faith must work. And so I told him in elders, yes, I said, you need to understand something. That God can take somebody who's empty and start to pour his water. And I can write a book from Fun Valley to Fun in Paris. It's going to be my new book. To teach you that if you stay in the presence of God and you stay under the word of God, God can move you out. 
of that empty place and make you what he's called you to be you need to shout and give God the praise I, I built my belief system in such a way that it is normal to have my holiday not in Umshlanga and the question this year is where do you want to go I believe it what's that have you got money right now apostle no but when I want to go my belief system will make sure it comes because you don't attract what you want you attract who you are you are not rich on the outside you rich on the inside you're not broke on the outside you broke on the inside for as a man thinks in his heart so is he now clap your hands and give Jesus the praise I can never think of us grabbing a holiday in Paris I can't see us doing a holiday don't worry you never will listen if you're gonna dream it takes the same effort to sit and worry as it is to sit and meditate you might as well put it in your frame you might as well sit this this month of February and say I'm gonna change my belief system I'm gonna write down some stuff I want to see now the first thing the devil will tell you is where's the money gonna come from then you might your answer must be this shut up none of your business you shut him down this is the year of God's favor now your belief system might not have gotten it yet just go and write it down I'm gonna experience exponential favor this year some people got no favor some people have a little favor but I am highly favored I'm helping you work your faith with me I'm, what I'm doing is I'm teaching you how to drive in faith the same way you were taught how to drive a car I'm teaching you how it looks like it's a little slow because now you got your foot more on the brake than on the accelerator right but you're gonna brake and you're looking left you're looking right you but don't stop just keep developing your belief system keep on believing that I am loved by God do you know that there is a man that God has got for you that's gonna love you so much no you're a married woman you can't say amen I'm talking about to this to the singles you know my my wife had to go and sit with the Lord and the Lord says what you believe about this man is your problem he's not that man go and write this down about this man and speak it upon him not for him for you because you don't believe that I've given you the best and many of my counseling sessions I have to take the girls through the counseling sessions and say let me tell you what your problem is it's not the man that's around you it's that man you are fighting with inside of you because your greatest enemy is your enemy it's fighting you all the way even in a service like this don't believe him no 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 you know this what does he want I love you man I got nothing to gain except to teach you how to go and build your belief system in God 
And when you get it right, you're going to dance like David danced. You're going to jump to your feet and you're going to say, God, you are my God. Come on, lift your hands and believe that this is your year. Believe that the favor of the Lord is all over your life. You are not broke on the outside. You are broke on the inside. But God is sweeping the floor this morning. God's about to change hearts. God's changing minds. God's changing lives. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Do not let the enemy snatch your prophetic word. You are a kind woman. You are a wonderful man. You are a God-fearing man. Don't let the enemy steal that from you. This is your year. You're going to live long and strong. You will not die before your time. Come on. You lift your hands and begin to allow that word to drop into your spirit and let God begin to work deep inside of you and begin to believe. For as a woman thinks, so is she. As she thinks in her heart, so is she. As a man thinks, so is he. From today, I announce in the heavenlies, your double-mindedness will break today. You will not walk around schizophrenic. You will walk around with a sound mind. There's an alignment in the spirit that God is removing anything, every tree that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. You're breaking from the limitation. You're breaking from the lies of the enemy, the deception of the enemy. And you're beginning to believe. You're beginning to believe. Oh, just say that before the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm a believer. Help my unbelief. Let the Lord let pray and say, Lord, I am a believer. Help my unbelief this morning. That I can align my whole life with what your word says about me and who I am, my God. I am who you say I am, my God. I am who you say I am, my God.